When you come to West Texas, folks, saddle up. You're going to go on a wild ride. You're listening to the official podcast of the nation, the premier voice for the fearless fans of Raiderland. In a way. Yo, what's up, Red Raider Nation? Welcome back to the nation's official podcast. We are your host. I have TJ Kern. That is Blake Hartsfield. Blake, big week in Red Raiderland. Football schedule comes out for 2024. Are we drinking the Kool-Aid again? We're going to get into that. But, Blake, it's basketball season, and this team has lost three games in a row, and it's been a tough time uh, up in the 806 with a flu bug. But, like you always like to say, you are what your record says you are. And, Blake, this team's in a world of hurt, and now they're fighting for a tournament uh, bid. Yeah, TJ, I don't think they're fighting for a tournament bid yet. I still think they're solidly in the field. Um, at this point, they're in the business of counting wins. Uh, five more Big 12 wins would would give you 10 Big 12 wins and 21 wins overall. You'd feel really good. You're probably looking at a seven or an eight seed there. Um, so if they take care of business, that uh, they should be okay. They're going through it. Um, they've all had the flu. Warren Washington missed the, the Baylor game. Lamar Washington missed the Cincinnati game. Pop Isaacs played through uh, the Cincinnati game completely sick. Um, they're battling. Grant McCaslin's been uh, out with the flu. So, you know, they've all had it. Um, I suspect they'll be healthy by Saturday for a very suddenly important game at home against UCF, uh, one that you need to win uh, just to count those wins that we talked about. But um, more than anything, to stop the bleeding, get some some positive momentum going in, in that locker room again and get, and get ready for Kansas on Monday night with a huge opportunity for um, a quality quad one win, TJ. Yeah, I mean, it's just really – it, this this team we knew was thin that right like for the most part they've been playing six guys so the fact that the flu was what kind of knocked you out that that's that's tough right it, I mean you lost Devin Cambridge so that was a big injury but the fact that it was an illness and not a not a real big injury that I mean that's just part of life in the in the Big Twelve and you have to keep moving. Schedule doesn't stop for the flu, TJ. Doesn't stop for injuries. It doesn't stop for for anything except COVID a few years ago. So, um, you know, and, you got to play the games. We don't want that again. No, we don't. Uh, we lost a, a March Madness tournament because of that, and I was uh, not too happy about it. But um, it is what it is. Uh, this team has still shown a willingness to try to battle through this. They've they've been competitive in these games. They've not gotten blown out by any stretch. Um, yeah, it got a little ugly in the in, at the end of the game against Baylor, but they, I think they were just exhausted at that point. They literally were playing no bigs that game um, because you know they were forced into uh, a, a five tandem of uh, Jennings and Kyron Lindsay for the first time all year. Both of them got in foul trouble. Um, they went to the the Finnish freshman Yahalo for a few minutes. I mean, it was it was desperate times, all hands on deck. But they move on. Um, you are what your record said you are right now. You're not a very good basketball team now. I know they're going through it. They've lost three in a row. I fully expect them to bounce back on Saturday. So one of the things that we wanted to highlight on this show, um, you know, we, we have played well at home, right? Like yes. that's something that has been text calling card. You do have Kansas right after this UCF game. You're more of a tech historian than I am. Typically we've played Kansas well at home. So if you can get this game on Saturday – Monday becomes very important with KU coming to town. It does. Um, it, it's another opportunity to um, get a win, first and foremost. But um, if you want to not just make the tournament and you want to be seated well in the tournament, and by well, I mean, you know, a five or, or higher, 
you got to beat Kansas. Um, that's an opportunity to get you a, a quad. Not only is it a quad one win, it's quad one a win because they're in the top 10 of, of the net. Um, it would be as quality of a win as, as you know, any four or five is going to have on their resume. Um, and TJ, it's a game I think they can win. And, and I'll go ahead and, and make a prediction. If they beat UCF, which I expect them to do, I think they will turn around and beat Kansas on Monday. Um, not only that, I think that they will end up as a favorite against Kansas. I, I would imagine that they'll probably close as a point to a point and a half favorite at home. Uh, they're very tough in Lubbock. The Cincinnati game last week was uncharacteristic. So um, they've got an opportunity um, with two home games here, and then they can um, get ready for the, the grindhouse that is Iowa State on the road. Definitely a tough stretch, um, which uh, – Welcome no to the Big 12. The Big 12. Yeah, I mean, welcome to the Big 12. Man, one of the things we did want to get into a little bit was Coach Grant McCaslin being named to the Team USA uh, coaching staff for the under-18 group. Uh, so I think this is a huge move. Um, congratulations, Coach McCaslin. But this is a great opportunity not only for him to get more exposure – uh, on a national level, but for recruiting. I mean, the fact that you're getting to be exposed to the top of the top at the under 18 age group, and you just happen to coach Texas Tech with great facilities and one of the best conferences, the best conference in the nation, let's just say it like it is. Um, no, no it doubt. It can't hurt. No, it, it, it can't be a bad thing, TJ. Um, I think it's a great opportunity for Coach McCasland. Um, obviously, getting that free FaceTime that doesn't count towards recruiting violations and with these, you know, the, the USA under 18 kids, which I'm sure is a pretty elite group of, of, of basketball players for their class. Um, it's going to give you some, some inside relationships uh, that will be established and, and maybe it leads to a recruiter too. So um, it's, it's an opportunity for him to go and, and, and learn from other coaches that are really good coach or really highly thought of that are on this staff and um, develop some relationship with kids. So certainly can't hurt anything. And we do hope that the whole team is uh, in Lubbock, resting up, lots of IVs for the next couple of days uh, as we get ready for this UCF game. And, Blake, you know, we, we've kind of talked about it We briefly on the post game. This UCF team, we can't take them lightly. They, they played, they, they've got a win over Kansas. They've played kind of well. Um, it's not the pushover game that we thought it might it once was. It's not a pushover game. They've certainly been a little bit better than advertised uh, since since joining the league at the beginning of this season. Um, that being said, TJ, I still think this is the easiest conference game you have on your schedule that you've already played or will play um, the rest of the year. It, it is a home game where you're very good against a bottom three in the in the conference team in UCF, along with West Virginia and Oklahoma State. Um you, you got to get this one. I, I think this is as close to a layup as there is in this conference that exists. Um, so you got to win this one. And, and TJ, as we talk about stacking wins, you know, you, they've got that opportunity, obviously on Saturday, they've got Kansas. They have road games against the two last place teams right now in West Virginia and Oklahoma state. So if you could get just one of those two on the road, maybe both, um, opportunities. So, you know, they've got plenty of chances. The schedule does lighten up a little bit as far as the big 12 standard goes, uh, as, as we get into the, to the last six or seven games here, but, um, they've got a, a little bit of a tough stretch still here to go over the next three. And then, um, they, they, you know, it should be uh, an opportunity for them to continue to win games. And I want to point out something that is not going to be a surprise to you. And that is the fact that after watching that Baylor game the other night, um, I already knew this. I went on a different podcast and uh, 
went on there and boldly said that Warren Washington is the most important player on this team. Not necessarily the best. We all know that Pop is the best player on the team. But Warren Washington is the most important player on this team. And you saw why in Waco. No, there's nothing that can replace him. Robert Jennings can go in there and he can battle and he can give you some minutes. Um, Kyron Lindsay is clearly not ready for a Big 12 level based on what we saw in Waco the other night, um, which is probably why he's uh, been very limited in his action uh, from Coach McCaslin since taking over. Uh, that was an Adams recruit initially uh, last year who transferred in. Uh, but look, Warren Washington is the only center. Um, he's he's your only true size that you can trust on the floor that can give you any sort of consistent offense, can clear defensive rebounds, um, which is this team's biggest weakness. And and without him, the you know things fell apart in, in Waco on Tuesday. Um, Baylor was able to get offensive rebound after offensive rebound, put back after put back, and um, this team can't rebound well on the defensive glass with Warren Washington without him. It was a disaster. So you're, you're absolutely right when you say he's the most important player on the roster. And that's what we've got going on the basketball side. This is the nation's official um, podcast with TJ and Blake. Blake, what do you say? Kool-Aid or no Kool-Aid? Are you ready to get into it? Sure, TJ. All right. I'm sure you have it pulled up in front of you. We don't have to go. We don't have to go game by game, but I know you're a big fan of this uh, schedule that was uh, released this week. TJ, I, to use your quote, the the Kool Aid thing just drives me crazy. Um, we got sold a, a a bag of goods last year uh, that they were you know going to quote beat the previous year's team by two touchdowns. Well, that that certainly was not the case. Um, that they, they obviously you know the, the last season's early struggles are well documented, right? The the Wyoming game. That being said. And and not trying to to fall for the the you know the same Kool Aid and and uh, mouse trap again. But as I look at this schedule, TJ, like without going game by game, like I expect you to start five and zero. Like bottom line, if you want to be the program that Coach uh, talks about being, Coach McGuire, um, you got to go five and zero here. I mean, Abilene Christian at home, heaven forbid if they lose that game. I mean, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> that would be just a total uh, disaster in, in Lubbock. But then they go um, to Washington State on the road. Look, I, this is like the Wyoming game to me, right, TJ? Like, this is a game that you you need to go prove you can win if you want to be the program that you claim to be. And you're going to be favored on the road. So go take care of business, right? Um, North Texas at home, that should be a layup. Arizona State at home, they were like the worst team in the Pac-12 last year. That should be a layup. And then Cincinnati at home, a team that, you know, was good a couple of years ago. Then they lost their coach to Wisconsin, struggled kind of in their first year in the Big 12 this past season. Um, again, I, I expect you to start 5-0, and Coach. Uh, there's no excuse with this schedule. And I looked at it and I texted you and I was like, man, 5-0, and this team should be 7-0. and I will say this, however, that – all this is important to keep Barry Morton healthy. This is all assuming that Barry Morton's your quarterback as we go through and play NCAA simulations and say they're going to win. New video game win. comes out this year, TJ. First time in, in 10 years we get one, and I think it's June. So excited for that. Yeah, no, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna buy it. I've got a, I've, I've got oh, a PS5. Yeah, I've I've got a, a group of buddies that we used to do online dynasties with back in the day, and everybody takes over. You start as a coordinator coach and uh, work your way up to a job. You don't know where you're gonna. That's fun. So we're we're gonna have a good time with that. 
Yeah, no, I'm definitely excited about that. And with the uh, loss of Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC this year, the Big 12 in football has got to be wide open. And we'll get into more of that. Um, Blake and I are both, as you can tell, very excited about this football schedule. TJ, those first five games are just like, I hate to say layups, but like, you should be five and zero. Like if you're gonna again, if you and I keep coming back to you, if you're gonna be the program that you talk about being that that frankly I think most of the fan base kind of expects you to be at this point with the recruiting numbers that they've put up in the last couple of seasons. You you got to start this year, this next season five and zero. Get get ranked it solidly into the top fifteen going into your game against Arizona on the road. And um, TJ, they've got a good schedule. I mean, they avoid Utah, right? Like that's a, a team that no one really wanted. They avoid Kansas State. Like that's a, that's a good one to dodge, right? Like the toughest game on the schedule to me is the game in in Stillwater, the second to last game of the year against Oklahoma State. So, um, I'm not gonna drink the Kool Aid, but like the schedule shows that you should you should have a good year next year. Yeah, no no doubt about that. Here on the nation's official podcast with TJ and Blake, as we have a little fun going over the football schedule. Blake, real quick, I know you are a betting man. Before we get out of here this week. Super Bowl week. Our guy, Pat Mahomes, back in the Super Bowl. What say you? TJ, if you haven't already bet this, you've lost money. Um, it opened at uh, Kansas City plus two and a half. So once again, for reasons unbeknownst to me, Pat Mahomes opened as an underdog in a playoff game. Um, it's crazy. I don't know how you can continue to make this man the, the best quarterback on the planet an underdog, but um, – it opened at two and a half. And if you didn't take it, then you lost money. So uh, take the chiefs and the points all day long. Take the chiefs money line, uh, 27, 17 Kansas city. There you go. You heard it right here on the nation's official podcast with TJ and Blake. We're pulling for our guy. We're going to flex little, little flex for the, for the Pat Mahomes. You see the book behind me. I love it. Part of the rise of a champion. And uh, let's hope they go back to back. And uh, then we can talk about uh, some football and some Pat Mahomes gear next year. Speaking of gear, Blake and I didn't coordinate this today. We, you know, we didn't go gray and gray on purpose. But uh, yeah, any, any uh, color coordination was uh, not planned today. But Blake, it's been fun. Uh, anything else before we get out of here today? Wreck them. Wreck them. We will talk to you guys next time. Be on the lookout, like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff you see at the bottom of the screen. Follow us on our handles that are on the screen. Um, we're having a lot of fun with this video stuff. And our uh, UCF postgame will be out on Saturday. All righty. Wreck them. We will talk to you guys Saturday.